Hello, hello, hello. Hello. What's up, good people? Welcome back to the Things and Things podcast. Uh, you're here with your boys, the boys, the only boys, uh, Simba. That's me. Adam Miko Stars. That's me. And I'm here with my brother, Jonathan. How are you beautiful people doing on this lovely sunny day? What's going on? Hope all is well. We're here chilling. I got me some nice green tea. You know, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Okay. Tell me when to go. Just get us started. You know what I'm saying? Listen, guys, I woke up feeling some type of way. Um, I feel like everyone's been through this. This is a this is a conversation that's definitely Jonathan and I have had multiple conversations about this conversation. And I mean, I mean, we'll just jump into it. This is we'll call this one run me my money. Run me my money. Like, my G. We'll even let's break it down on a simple, small term. Like the, this is where this stuff started for me, for sure. I think when um, I started getting serious with like what we're doing, what I'm doing, to say like, oh, I've written out a plan. I want to adhere to it. You know, I feel like people people need to respect to put some respect on my name. You know what I'm saying? Um, this is when I started getting serious about money. To be like, hey. Why am I? First of all, this is how, how I saw it. I was, it was, I was always in situations where I was doing a lot of work for people, but there was no finances to show for it. So you could sit there and see my name on certain things, or be like, "Oh yeah, someone's working based off this and that." And I heard so and so say they're doing something with him, and he's playing drums here on the side for so and so, and he's doing this, he's doing that. But if you saw my bank account, <laughs> those things did not translate, and. I think for any, any, you don't even have to be creative, just any person who's trying to get serious in business, in, um, you know, your own field and sphere of influence and stuff like that. Money is a, it's quite a serious topic. You know, for some, it only becomes serious when they really need it. So you, you, you'll find, like, like in my case, I was doing the work, 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 or doing a little bit of work here and there, here and there, here and there, but nothing was really translating. So then I'd have people like my parents you know, asking me like, so how how does this work? You know, I'm I'm seeing you move around and stuff, but I'm not seeing, you know, much help in the house, let's say, for instance. Like, we have this agreement that whenever I'm home or whatever, I obviously just need to help out with a few things, you know, be it internet, be it the groceries, be it the electricity, something, just do something, right? And for those of you who are in a similar position, you know how it is when the parents are like, come on, what's going on? Bring Bring some, bring something to the table, you know what I mean? Now, um, yeah, in the beginning, with, with that kind of a push, it was like, okay, I need, to, I need to get a little bit of money, a little bit of money, a little bit of money here, a little bit of money there. And yeah, sometimes it would work out, but I found that like, I, first of all, me, I need to be more serious in terms of like talking about money with people because that wasn't my strongest suit. So sometimes I would wait for the situation to get there, to the conversation. Someone would hit me up to be like, hey man, I heard you do this. I need some help with this. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm into that. What are you, what are you, what are you thinking? Before we even start talking What's about What's your budget? Do you see what I'm saying? So I'm, <laughs> so I'm really like, yo, what are your thoughts? Like, what are you trying to get into? Da, 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 da. And this person will tell me. And, you know, most times they, you'd get the occasional, like, what's your rate? What do you charge? Right. And because I worked with so many people who did that, I was like, okay, this is easy. Like if I can do this, if, if I do, you know, four or five of these a week, every month, I'm good. I'm sorted. Um, but it wasn't always like that. Some people, <laughs> a lot of people actually, would then take advantage of the fact that this guy hasn't said anything about money. 
you know, so let's just let's just play it by ear. Let's see how it goes. And I've seen pe- people do good business for them on their part in that sense, and me walk away at a deficit, you know, because I've given time, I've given effort, you know, my brain power in certain situations and been like, huh, I've got nothing for it. Mm. This is ridiculous. And I, I really started noticing it when, let's say I have a conversation with you, I have a conversation with some of my other mates where maybe things aren't really moving, but everything they were doing, you're getting paid for. So someone asks you for your services, you're like, oh yeah, that's, that's great. This is my, this is what I charge. What's your budget type situation? That question also, I, I really like as well. Like these days, uh, I'm throwing that out in the gate. Like, what's your budget? Talk to me. Talk to me nicely. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think coming out of like a pandemic situation um, or even in a pandemic or whatever, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were just so excited to be asked to do things yeah because like the corporates or whatever they lost a lot of money yeah. or like their budgets were like grossly diminished so it was just like oh we want you to be on something so i think a lot of people just jumped at the opportunity to like to work yeah because depending on like what industry you're in i think things were quiet for a long time but like our life isn't going to be a pandemic so we need to like move past that right so i think sometimes in certain situations it needs to be something that's brought up because mm. once you talk about it it's over and then it's finished yeah, it's out of the way so it's like if you talk about it like earlier at the, at the beginning of the project um and then they're like sometimes the numbers just don't make sense you're saying your rate is this much they're saying their budget this much it's just there's no compromise and there's no intersection there's like no, you're not you're not going to find that and sometimes it's not even you can do things for less money, but like if the project is good, you believe in like the vision, the people you're working with are cool. Right. Like you probably do it for less money, but sometimes you're just like, I need some cash to put up with this bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, because also it's like people it's still like, have uh, real life going on. You know, like, you know what I mean? You, it doesn't like press pause yeah. because you're now doing a gig and then when you get back, it's like, oh, I'm okay, yeah. I'm fine. And yeah. I think sometimes you'd be inclined to do something if it was like, you do it f- for less money if you know it's going to be like a recurring thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm like, ah, okay, wait. Usually, That's setting up good business yeah. there. So usually, okay, yeah, let's say you're doing a one-time gig, it'll be like X amount. But then if this gig can give me three, like, checks mm. in a year, I'm like, okay, yeah, let's we can talk it down a bit. So yeah. it's one of those. And I, you need to, like, foresee that beforehand. Yeah, that, it requires, I think it requires a lot, especially if, like, a lot of younger people that I'm seeing as well, a lot of people are self-employed, right? Everyone's trying, everyone's going this entrepreneurial route of like, oh, I have this idea, I want to do this, I want to do that. And then people are coming to you for your services. But, you know, in the beginning, it's like, okay, I don't know how to charge. I don't know where to charge. What's my ballpark? What's this, what's that? So <clears throat> I know something that I started doing in the beginning, like you, what you just said about establishing a relationship. Like if you know this, this gig is going to be a little bit longer or I could get a lot out of it, sometimes even I would downplay the first one like to say like i don't mind doing this one for free right to get on the map because that i also it's another thing for like early stage people there's nothing that i find more annoying than seeing someone who's not really accomplishing whatever they're doing acting as if they're like some huge entity charging ridiculous exorbitant prices that don't really make sense and i'm like yo you don't even have equipment like what you're talking about oh i'm a media company i'm, I'm doing this i'm a media entity this is something I saw a lot of in Zim, where it's like, a lot of people, we have this ambition to start in the beginning. So we start with a bang. Like, people start advertising. People start pushing these things out to be like, yo, if you need this, come to us for this. Come to us for that. And some of the people, some of them might even know to be like, oh, it's my mate. He just started a, a media company. He just started this. He's doing that. 
Then you go and you see what they're working with and you're like, come on, dude. And you're advertising at this level. You're paying for sponsorship. Come on, man. Like, I need you to do better. And for me, it was more of like building from the ground up. So it's like getting an understanding with certain people. I remember when I was doing like just session music. So as a session musician, it's like I'll get called by whoever. Hey, man, I'm working on this album. I need your help. Cool, cool, cool. Let me hear the music first of all. Let's 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 start there. Like, mm. send me the music, and I'll tell you if I can participate or not. Because there were tons of gigs where I'd say, "Yeah, sure," whether it was for a quick buck or just to get my name on something, and it would be tough. Like, I'd get there and be like, "I can't even play this, bro. I haven't played jazz since high school. Like, I don't know some of these time signatures. What, what, what? like this would require time for me to practice. Mm. But as a session musician, once you get called up for something and you agree, it's like, "Yo, pull up at two. You have between two and four. Kill it. Do as much as you can in that space. So when I started understanding that, also seeing it in different countries and different levels, how d- different people work. Like when I was in America, the most professional of the most professional is what I saw. I never saw people like even waste time. If you were a producer and you had six months to give a project for someone to be like, oh, I'm working with this artist. Um, this is my idea for the music. I want to be able to do these things. The label, if you're assigned to a label, would give you a budget. And with that money, you have to pay everyone. So you, you need to pay the musicians that come in. You need to pay the engineer that's coming in. You need to pay the songwriters that you're going to hire. You need to, whatever, all these little other things f- to add to the feng shui of whatever. That's coming out of your pocket, right? Especially de- depending on the deal and whatnot. So I'd see a lot of people be like, oh, I've got this dope producer on there. But that dope producer's budget is huge. And that's half your budget gone, right? Now you need to make magic with nothing pretty much. And sometimes it's like, okay, that puts you in a position to really work or learn to understand or even learn to do things by yourself. Other times people crash and fall because they're like, they just didn't know how to budget. So there were things that I picked up in those settings where I was like, for, like for me, I went to a music school, right? First of all, the first school I went to was like a proper music school. So I never really had to like hire people. I would just go up to a certain floor and be like, yo, I need a guitarist for this. Someone would just come down, boom, yo, play me this. You have 15 minutes, bro. You and I, I'll buy you lunch. Like, you and I, we can talk things later. And I kept using that um, avenue for a long time after the fact. Even when I was done with school, I would still go back there and just peep and see who's doing what or ask the musicians that I knew or that I'd worked with in the past, like, yo, who do you know that's good at this? Who do you know that's good at that? Learning to leverage relationships. And in those settings, sometimes I could pocket a lot of the money for myself because these guys don't know what business I'm doing. They don't know what this music is for. They don't know this. They don't know that. Session musicians don't get like um, a production credit. And a production credit would mean like, oh, I was part of this. So you need to pay me my money the way Simba's getting paid as the producer for this project. That wouldn't really happen. Session musicians get paid once off. It's like, yo, come. We need a drummer for this song. You get a dope drummer. He comes in. Here's your $200. Bye. That's it. That's where it stops. And that's how the business works. And it would sound so ridiculous because me being a musician and growing up playing music, it was like, what are you, you're telling me you only need musicians for this? Yeah, but this is a whole different ball game, bro. You're talking about a producer. You're talking about a label. You're talking about these things. They're not going to pay you money, you know, that you don't need. We're paying you for your services and that's about it, right? And I've had tons of like, I've gotten into fights with people even, like almost lost people in certain projects because, um, Let's say I'll work on something with a guitarist or a pianist or a guy who plays saxophone or something. And that song happens to get to a high level, high stage. This person maybe sees it on YouTube and they're like, hold on. I played on this, bruh. Where's my money? I'm like, did you read the deal? First of all, do you even know how this stuff works? Like, 
in a studio setting and I'd have to, you know, to explain to a lot of people. But then like, I remember when I moved back to Zim and I was trying to do this thing where I was like, oh, I've got this little production house and I'm going to hire people for their services and whatnot. I had tons of people being like, no, I want my name on the project. I'd be like, why? Just because you played it. No, that's not how it works. And if you, if you, like, if you're mad at it, you can literally go kick rocks because I have a plethora of other people that can do this for this, for even half the price. There's a lot of people who are just like, they just want to get in gigs, get in gigs, get in rooms, get in whatever, because there's a science to everything, right? If you're trying to um, work as a producer or as a beat maker of sorts, there's multiple ways you can do it. I was watching an interview yesterday where a producer was talking about, I got big based off remixes. So no one noticed my own personal music, my beats and all this other stuff. And he had like albums on albums in terms of just content to give people. No one cared. As soon as he started remixing like Justin Bieber songs and Kaliuchi's songs and these other songs, people were like, yo, who's this guy? We need to get this guy in this room and this room and that room. And so he used that to leverage relationships when it came to labels and working with other artists and stuff like that. And he was able to make a lot of money. But what he was saying in this interview was like, yo, you can't, like, as, as any type of artist, especially if you're trying to get into, like, the commercial scene of music, radio, billboard, all that kind of stuff, you cannot expect, you know, to get a certain amount of something because you worked on a project or because you were part of something. Like, that story has been told a thousand times. Do you know how many people could, if you walk through Hollywood and just ask like, who, who helped with this song? There's probably tons of people who are bitter, who have mad stories like, bro, I was in the studio with this, with this huge artist, bro, and I wrote, I wrote these lines, my G. I'm telling you, I wrote these lines. I got the video. Bro, writing a line doesn't guarantee you money, right? Having good management in those settings guarantees you money because you have someone who'd be like, yo, my man's did 20% of this song. I need, I want a 15% cut. And they can negotiate these things for you. But if you don't understand it, you're literally just handing people gems without realizing it. And you can go five, ten years without your name on projects, but people will know like, oh, weren't you in the studio with so-and-so? Bro, I was watching the YouTube video, like the behind the scenes. I saw you. Like you were there. You were doing this. You were doing that. Yeah, but it didn't translate to money, did it? Why? Because you're doing bad business. You didn't know how to either ask for money or get around the money conversation. And I think with creatives, it's the fastest way people get finessed. I mean, talk, I talk to uh, graphic designers, musicians, whatever. A lot of people in the creative field, if a corporate team comes to them and they're like, hey, we really want you to do this, want, want you to do my billboards, want you to do ABCDFG, some people get so enamored by the way something is presented that they forget the logistics of, okay, but this is my rate. And if you want me, this is how much you're going to have to pay me and all this other stuff. Now you're so caught up in the semantics of things before you know it, project's out, you're bragging about it, but no money to translate. And even for me, that happened for a long time. So as like even a session musician where someone will call me and say, hey man, I need Simba to play drums on this. Like, I don't want another drum, I want Simba. I need him on this project. Like, call him up, figure it out. Like, let's see how it happens. First thing I would say to someone, even if it was the homies, even if it was the homies, like there were guys who I know who ran studios in Zim, that were like, I'm um, fine, I just, just pull up. You know, I got this artist, they want to do da, da, da. And it's like, yeah, I know you know how to advertise. You're a good salesman, but I'm broke and I'm not taking anything under 300 bucks or 500 bucks. Ah, but we only need, yeah, cool. If you really need me, this is where I'm at. This is my price. You let me know. You know what I mean? And sometimes it was like, 
I would think it was bad business because then I would lose some gigs. So the, the flow of traffic is now changed because people are like, ah, bro, he charges too much. He charges an arm and a leg. He charges this, he charges that. Let's go find someone else. But then there's, there's other people who don't want to compromise on quality, on, on certain details of whatever they want. Do you know what I mean? So that's where I would win by just being consistent to say like, I know you want this, but I'm going to go here. And the lowest I'll go is here. And in time, like it started to build a little bit of traffic because now other people would hear me work on a project. Then I get a call. Hey, I heard you did this for so-and-so. Um, they also told me your rates. How would you like to participate in ABCDFG? I'm like, of course. Now that you know, you know how I move, let's talk. Like, I, I have no problem with that. But in the beginning, I think it's really hard because it, it requires a little bit of confidence in yourself to be like, no, I'm not backing down from this. I'm not backing down from that. And I've seen people do it in like different ways. I've seen people who aren't the greatest just start off with a set price and they keep moving, moving, moving until they get better. Sometimes that works, sometimes that doesn't. And then you see other people who've really worked on their craft and gotten good enough to get a, a small corporate thing done or a big corporate thing done to get a, these kind of gigs in the middle and still be able to have traffic but not charge much or anything for that matter because they're like, oh, I want to build awareness. I want to do this, I want to do that. That's also cool, but at some point you kind of have to, you know, put your foot down and make some money because, my gee, bills have to be paid, right? Everyone's got things that they need done. And if you kind of just ride the wave of, oh, let's go with the vibes, let's see the energy, let's do this, let's do that, ah, bro, you'll be broke. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one to navigate. I, mean, I would always say, um, figure it out for yourself in a sense that, oh, Maybe you want to take a couple jobs for quote unquote exposure, yeah. Uh, learn your craft, perfect your craft. But I think, yeah, you need to get to a point where you sit down and you're like, okay, yeah, this is what we're charging and we're not backing down from it. Mm -hmm. And I think there's enough people. My dad always says, negotiate uh, value, not price. And yeah, sometimes you need to get yourself in that room. And it might be a little boxing match because you need to be like, hey, listen, this is what I charge. And sometimes you need to explain why. I think that's one of the, the things where people fail in articulating like the value that they can add to a project. Is explaining why? Yeah. It's like, oh, this is how much I charge. It's like, why would you be different from this person right. or the next person? And I think... Oh, okay, I see what you mean. It's like, you don't get me wrong, like everybody's talented. Like if everybody's auditioning for a job, everybody's talented. But it's like, what's your attitude like? What are your vibes like? Mm. Do you speak to people the correct way? promise you that like takes you a lot further than just being talented. Like ed etiquette is a big thing. But you know the talented person that's awkward and that can't talk? Yeah. Like you, everybody knows that one person that's, that's like way... They can kill it more than anyone, but, but like, they literally can't negotiate or can't communicate and can't do certain things. And then it just makes other people feel awkward yeah. and then uncomfortable. And then they're like, I just don't want to work with this person because it's just weird. Yeah. But they're like way more talented than all of us. Like I know so many of those people. They can get stuff done. And that's, a, and that's another thing where I'm like, look... Your skill will take you so far, but then, you know, you really need other wits about you to, to be able to walk into a room, negotiate a deal, or even just to, in terms of communicating and setting stuff up for yourself opportunistically. Like, I've seen, again, people who aren't the most talented, but super smart. They just know where to place themselves, right? And when the traffic hits, they're in the right place to jump on the bus and get on the ride and just move how they move. And then it, those kind of people, they literally leverage, leverage relationships and escalate themselves in the process. I saw this one girl when I was in, in LA. She, was, she used to just sit and shadow uh, producers in studios. And she was, she was an intern at, 
Ah, uh, now I forget the label. But she was an intern at the studio. So every time I was hanging with one of my mates who worked at the studio, she was always there. And then I started seeing like, because also I'm trying to build my network with some of these people. So if one of my mates is like, yo, I've got my intern coming. He, he can set up your studio for you. Da, 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 da. She would already be there when I would arrive. Okay. And she's doing stuff that has nothing to do with like what she would, what she said she wanted to do. We'd have a conversation. I'm like, yo, what are you, what are you doing? Cause I always see you around the hip hop heads. You're always having these conversations. You're always like just in the right space. And she's like, Oh, I want to get into A&R. And I was like, okay, what's like, like, what is that? And she's like, Oh, it's like how, you know, artists represent, um, I mean, how I, w- I would be the middleman between the artist and the label. Like, I would bring them in. I can show them certain things. I, can, I would shop for artists for a label. I was like, okay, are you working at a label? No. She's like, but the guy you're interning for, he's about to get this big... Bro, she's telling me information I do not know. She's like, oh, I heard he's about to get this gig here and he's going to do this. I'm going to... I'll work for him at some point. I'm interning for this guy and I don't know this information. And... It didn't even, my internship wasn't long. It was more like a friend, buddy, buddy thing, which turned into a serious internship. But what he did for me, which was my whole goal, connect me with producers. I just want to be in the room with certain people. There's this guy who makes beats for who? Yeah, I want to know that person. There's this guy who does what? Cool, say less. Um, And so I'm now on my little path, which is different. So my internship's done. I'm going to a few studio sessions with this person or with other people that he's connected me with. And again, who do I see in every single session? All the big ones, at least. This girl. And I'm like, yo, you're killing. Like, you're, you're doing this, you're doing that. What's your position now? Oh, uh, I just got an internship here. It has nothing to do with A&R, but trust me, I'll be back with your boy over there in like two, three years. Now, I mean, like a lot of the music that I've seen that I enjoy, she's been a part of. And she's gotten like as high as level, like working with race remit and other people where I'm looking and I'm like, yo, you built this from absolutely nothing. And she, she, she wasn't a singer. She wasn't a writer. She wasn't a rapper, but she leveraged relationships and she knew how to like get into certain rooms. Like there were times when, you know, you're working with a producer and he's like, yo man, bro, I just got to LA. Where's the green at? Like I need, I need me, my, my greens. I need a, I need a chief chief. I need to enjoy this. I need to enjoy that. Have a little smoke. And she's like, I've got all the plugs. Give me 10 minutes. Next thing she's delivering to hotels. And I'm like, are you a dealer now? And she's like, if you gotta be. Like, she was doing crazy things to get ahead in different angles. And everything it did was for relationships. Now, I could get a text message from her and saying like, yo, I'm at this spot. This dude is playing bangers. I feel like you need to come in and just see in here. And I walk in and all I'm focused on is not even now the studio session. I'm focused on her. I'm like, what is the connection here? I need to see how you are navigating, how you're moving. And she took a lot of unpaid work, a lot of unpaid work, whereby like if I, if I did that, bro, I'd be broke in half a year and had to left the country because I'd have nothing. Mm. And, you know, some people have different luxuries that you don't have, but they know how to, my thing in this situation, what I'm trying to say is like leverage, learn how to leverage relationships, learn how to leverage situations. So she saw that, okay, I'm at a deficit. I want to get into this world, but I don't know enough about it. Who do I kick it with? Let me kick it with the people who know. Let me just make friends with this engineer guy who happens to be one of the baddest, but no one knows because he's so low key. He's so, he's like a fly on the wall. You would never know. But once she befriended him, he was also one of them quiet, super talented people, but had someone who could speak for him. And then she's there now talking to him and they establish a relationship to where now he would 
call her to be like, hey, I'm just going to go do this here. Would you like to come? And she'd be like, yeah, of course. I'm already on my way. Like, say mm-hmm. less. Fast forward two, three years later, this girl is now in a huge position, you know, doing little TED Talks even, like saying like, oh, this is how I got into this, this is how I got into that. But for me to see that growth, as incremental as it was, like little by little by little, she she did so many different things that went against my logic to be like, oh, if I was in this position, I would have done this, I would have done that. She had a plan and she went by that plan, like do or die, even when it didn't make sense, even when she was broke for like four years and having to source money, doing other things. But the position that she's in now, she can literally choose, you know, I, I feel like this artist is going to pop up next and make that happen because, you know, she worked to get to that position. So I started looking at it very differently to be like, all right, cool. I think we all have an idea of what we want or what we think we want. The execution is also super different. We have an episode um, called The Scenic Route. Um, you guys should check it out. What number is it? Do you remember? I don't know. It's in the extensive catalog. But um, the, the thing that we talk about in there is like, look, you can have a blueprint and sometimes think like, okay, I'm going, I'm going. You can even be three quarters done in your plan plan. 107. 107. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. But like you could, you could look at something and be like, oh, um, this is my plan, whatever, whatever. Life hits you. You're now on a different path. Or you, you, maybe you're not even that far off the path, but you feel like, oh, man, I've lost this. I've lost that. People, I think the people who do really well in situations are the ones who take lessons from these things and make the most of that. And I'm, that's one of the things that I'm really trying to work on for myself to be like, yo, this hasn't worked out this way, but there's this opportunity. I do not know how it's going to work, but I'm going to throw myself into that and try see what I can do to leverage, you know, relationships and talk to people and see how I can pop this, pop that there, do this there. Because I know for a fact... I would prefer if when I walk in a room and someone's like, do you know this cat? And people are like, wait, you don't know Amico Torres? You, you don't know the boy? Bro, this guy did. This guy is working with. This guy is done. And then, you know, where, you're, where you're, uh, your resume can speak for itself. And then you walk in the room and people are like, no, I'm, let's, let's go. Like, I'm excited. Then you can actually start to say and do things. But it makes no sense to me when I see people who are like just starting off in, in, in a field of sorts and they're like, Bro, I need to make money here. It's like, well, first of all, have you looked at the market that you're in? Do you know how competitive it is? How are you going to make money if you're not even offering a good product? Or you're not even offering, you know, a lot? There's, there's ways that we can quantify things. Like there's people who've worked in accounts and people who've worked in this. And they get to a level where they know with this degree, I can go into these buildings and apply for a job. Right? Yeah, I feel but like everybody that applies at like Deloitte, they've all gone to like Wharton or like Do you see what I'm saying? or something. Right? But the, the <laughs> like the the creative world is also kind of different in the sense of like, bro, you could have I know tons of people who went to Berkeley with zero. And that's like one of the best music schools on the planet. It's like, yo, there's a lot of ways that in your brain you can think like, oh, this is this will lead to this, that will lead to that, that will lead to that. And then it doesn't work out that way, and you're like, oh, what do I do now? You know, and when we don't always, I think sometimes creatives, we don't always think on a wider scope of like, okay, this, this door is currently closed. How do I, how do I get to that door without going through this one? Let me try move this way. And sometimes it's like, yeah, you have to take the scenic route. It might be a little bit longer, slightly treacherous, but promise you, you'll get there in that sense. So for me, it was like learning. I'm like, okay, I need to figure out, like I, I have a set and skill set, but I know tons of people who are way better than me with that same skill set. Yet their names aren't necessarily on the projects that I've worked on. How did I get there? Relationships. For me, that was one of the big things where I'm like, okay, 
Simba, I know you don't like talking, but networking is one thing. I remember, shout out, shout outs to Jim uh, Clementi. He's, he's, he's a legend. This guy, he took me to a Hollywood party and it was like a bunch of different TV shows and TV show people. So there were some Criminal Minds people there. There were some other show people there. And all I did for like the first half hour was just, I was in awe. I'm like, it's like a rooftop party. It was a whole Hollywood vibe. So I'm like in the corner, just looking like, oh, look, that's so-and-so. Oh, snap, I know that guy, I know that guy, I know that guy. Did I talk to anyone in that half hour? No. So he notices me being like bewildered and all this nonsense. And he just came up to me. He said, look, I didn't bring you here so you could look and be like, oh, snap, I was at the party with so-and-so and didn't do anything. He's like, I'm gonna, he's like, I'm gonna do this with you for like the first 10, 15 minutes. And then I'm literally leaving you to swim by yourself. So he would walk up to some of his mates and be like, hey, how you doing? Long time. Oh, this is my friend Simba. He's from Zimbabwe. He da, 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 da. He does his works in music, whatever. And instantly I started seeing like a pattern, right? So he did it with one person, did it with another person, did it with another person. And the interest straight away was, wait, you're from Africa? Again, like it was for me in uni, like it was for me the second I got to America, there was this genuine fascination. And I was like, okay, people don't even care about the music thing. Before we even get to the music thing, let's, let's milk where I'm from. Like, let, let me use that as a conversational point. By the end of it, like, he's pulling me away to be like, yo, we leave in 10 minutes. <laughs> Wrap it up. Like, whatever you're doing. Because now I'm talking to this person. Oh, yeah, and South Africa's like this. And when you come to my country, I'll show you this. And they're like, oh, my, oh, my goodness, I want to see you. And I'm pulling stuff up on my phone. Like, yeah, no, that's where I live. Whoa, whoa. Are there hippos? There's hippos. Come on, man. What are you talking about, fam? Like, silly things but what i did was like i created a little connection point with certain people so much so that now when he's at work and he'd be like guess who asked me about you today i'd be like oh who? tell me tell me jim and he'd be like oh this this lady she was like oh i remember that cute little african kid that you you brought to the party it was very it was very bright taps me <laughs> shout out taps <laughs> shout out taps i'll talk about me and he'd be like they'd be like saying these things and he would come home and be like He'd be like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, now you're learning that, first of all, networking isn't always like, so I'm a music producer and I'm trying to get into this room, da 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 da. Some of those relationships didn't have anything yielding for like two years. It was just like, let me have the connection and know that this door is kind of there. It's kind of open, right? And I started like looking at things differently then because I was like, yeah. Because this is not my strong suit. And nine times out of ten, the people I talk to, if I, if I just went in on the corporate route where I'm like, oh, yeah, I work in music. I want to get into composing and producing and this, that, the other. But like, oh, really? What have you done? Who have you worked for? And it's like, I mean, I, I'm still in school, fam. Like, I'm trying. Yeah, okay. So why are you bringing it up if you haven't done this? You know, there's certain people who only want to hear credentials. Like, Hollywood had so many spectrums in that sense where you could see someone and you're like, ah, bro, this guy only wants to see stats. He only wants to see numbers. If you don't have that, there's no point in having a conversation with him because nothing will tickle his fancy like a number will or like a specific show. Oh, you worked on this? Really, what did you do? What was your position? Oh, I was, you know, this. I did that. I did that. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Well, here's my card. Give me a call this week. We'll talk. Boom. Now it's like, okay, this is different. But the amount of work it gets to get to that point is a lot and not many people have that luxury. Other people, it's like, yo, your personality is actually what's going to win in this situation. You don't have one, get one, buy one, figure it out. Like learn to put yourself in situations where it's like, man, for me to secure the bag, eh, it's not always going to be the things I think are going to make me money, right? Because even like saying like, oh, I want to work as a producer. I haven't made half as much money just making beats for people. None of that. 
a lot of it is just like someone will, will ask me to do something that I'm like, okay, I mean, I engineer, but I don't enjoy this. But how much is it? Oh, it's a couple grand. Oh, say less, say less, say less. Yeah, let me get on that. Let me get in on that. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll start reading books. I'll start doing whatever I need to do to make sure that I secure this bag. And then even when I'm working with people, learning to be polite, sending emails on time, communicating, like all that kind of stuff, it creates like just an easy flow and you'll hear your name pop up in certain rooms where someone's like, oh, yeah, I heard about you. This person said you're really good and you're very, you work on time. You're a very timely person. They ask for something on a Thursday. You send them three versions by Thursday. You know, you start on a Tuesday. I like that. Let's, let's talk. Whether you get the gig or not, but like your, your reputation will precede you in some of those areas. And I think that's a really important tool to learn to communicate, one, and then also just leverage the things that you have. You feel me? I went on a nice little rant there. <laughs> I think um, the, you don't eat the fruit the same day you plant the tree. Yeah. So I think in a lot of these things, I think everybody's situation is different. Um, and so some people, like the girl you mentioned, have the luxury of sitting and waiting. Yeah. Some people don't. A lot of people and don't. I didn't I, either. And your story is your story. So let's just focus on you and the things you can control. Don't be looking at other people... You're like, oh, I wish I had this. You got what you got and just rock with it. And I think use that as a fuel inside you to light the fire inside um, on the creative venture. But I think sometimes is you need to have a vision. You need to have a plan. You can't just be like, what you know, like those uh, Western movies with like the tumbleweed just like floating mm. through. Just That's not how these it's things work. not going work. anywhere, whichever way the wind blows. None of these things um, happen by chance. There's a series you should watch on YouTube. It's on Complex YouTube channel. It's called Blueprint. You should yeah. watch it. It's, it's amazing because they have like all of these like movers and shakers just in industry. And they're like, how did you get here? Yeah. None of those people just like arrived there. I think Scooter Braun's on there. Punch from TV's on there. Timberland's there. Pushes on. Yeah. Cause. So there's a bunch, uh, there's a bunch yeah, of people on fight. there. And I think, yeah, nothing happens by chance. Mm. So as much as you are, let's say you've got a blog. As much as you're blogging, like, what are you blogging towards? Mm -hmm. So, blogging is where you're at right now on the journey. But, like, what's the greater vision? Right. Do you know what I'm saying? And I think that's what I think will help you. And I think I'm a big fan of, like, living in the moment and being present. So, I don't like to look too far forward or too far backwards. But I think sometimes it's important to know that, hey, listen, everything that I'm doing now is, like, working towards a vision. Right. So, as much as you're not eating now... Oh, you're building a credentials and building a resume. So that first check, you're like, holy shit. Wow. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's important to have that. Um, and you've got to be a student of the game. You need to understand how things are moving, mm -hmm. wh what direction things are going, because you might be working towards something that might be obsolete in your industry, because things are changing so quickly now. So quickly. Um, so it takes a lot to, to learn and understand. Um, but yeah, you've got to think ahead got to think ahead and invest in yourself, invest in your craft because it costs money to be good at these things. Yeah, I think like even, even to expand on that, I think like how we were taking this podcast thing when we started was there was no, in the beginning it was like, how, hold on, let's, let's, let's build a flow between the two of us and just see how things kind of pan out. And I remember walking in with my own kind of blueprint to be like, no, we have to be here. We need to be doing these things. These are the kind of things we need to be hitting. Why? Because that's what I was seeing around me, right? So it was okay to like look at certain things, but to just copy and paste, that wasn't going to work because you have two guys who, first of all, don't even live in the same country. 
And it's like, okay, dude, how's, how's that going to work? Jonathan would ask me a set of questions that would just like, shwoop, slash me at the knees there and then. I'd be like, bruh. Now I have to go back to the blueprint. And I'm like, okay, hold on. We need to make this work for us. Like, what do we like? What do we not like? What are we trying to do? What are we not trying to do? And once we started figuring those things out, there were certain opportunities that started presenting themselves that even neither of us started like paying attention to, but we're like, oh, oh, well, we should add this to the list now because look at that. And I don't see anyone going down this avenue doing this. You know, we're not even going to let some of these out because they're still, you know, undercover, undercover. But it was really cool to to be able to build something in our own vein. So now when people would ask us, because in the beginning, I think when people would ask me like, okay, what's the point of it? What are you guys trying to do? Even I didn't have like a full idea of what I was trying to do. And then later on, as I started getting more confident in certain things, we started getting different opportunities, <clears throat> started getting featured in articles. Like those little things gave me a little bit more confidence to be like, oh, hold on, hold on. I think I know what I'm trying to do with this. And I see what Jonathan's trying to do with this. And then we... We meet in the middle and we merge powers and it's like, okay, I like this. Now people ask like, okay, so like, what's the point? I'm like, don't worry about it, sweetheart. Don't actually worry because like, we're good. Like we know what we're trying to do. A lot of people will sit and try analyze whatever it is you're doing. Trust me, I used to be one of these A-grade haters where I see someone start something. I could give you 10 reasons. I could have my own mini TED talk to be like, well, the reason why this isn't going to work is because these guys, they're trying to get this and they're trying to do that. Meanwhile... I don't know their vision. I don't know what they're trying to get to. I know what I'm doing in 2025. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> right? So for me, it's like, yo, as long as I'm comfortable doing what I'm doing and I know like, yo, this is going to add to this, that's going to add to that. When someone comes to me and they're trying to break me down in that sense to be like, okay, but what's the point? What are you doing? This doesn't make sense. I don't understand. It's not my job to make it make sense to you. No. In fact, my job is to continue on my path and continue like walking towards my goal because I know when I get to some of these plethora in life it's going to be like a whole different ball game negotiating will be so different this will be so different and we'll have a different kind of power to leverage for ourselves because we did it our own way whereas other people you know who are following a certain blueprint and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that but i find like if you're chasing a trend you will forever be behind um i've seen that happen to tons of people in any industry i would say the thing about following somebody else's blueprint is you're reacting to information that they have but you don't yeah. so you'll see them pivot a certain way and then you follow the same pivot and then you end up with egg on your face because you didn't have the information that led to the pivot so i think it's i would strongly encourage you to just bet on yourself believe in yourself and your craft and just run with it man it's yeah. fun it's exciting um and yeah just do it do it for you and i would say don't get me wrong seek counsel from like people that are doing it and you'll be pleasantly surprised to know that the people that are doing the thing that you want to be doing, they'll probably give you really, really good advice if you ask them. Yeah. Don't be an asshole about it, but like, ask them. Yeah, I think there's, there's always something to learn from people who are always ahead of you. And I think also like this thing of, of, of being proud and trying to like, you know, hoard certain things for yourself. That's an outdated way of thinking and living. And, you know, you'll, you'll only get so far. Like something we realize amongst each other quickly was like, okay, Jonathan is really good at this. Simba's really good at this. I'm going to let Simba thrive in what he's really good at. And I'm going to thrive in what I'm good at. And we meet in the middle and literally just exchange notes. Like there are times we link up and we don't even have to say anything because we already know exactly what we're doing, how we're doing. It. It's already been planned out. Um, and I know how to navigate myself when I'm not in the same space as this guy, because it's like, oh snap, what am I doing 
to continue to add to our vision to say like, yo, we said this is where we're trying to go, right? And even every now and then, Jono will like check in in a way that's like, yo, are you, are you doing this? Have you been doing that? Maybe try consider expanding your territory here. Maybe try doing this. I know you, it's not like your forte, but like look into it. Like just see, find ways that are always going to give you more of an extra edge because like, you know, I like to look at things like there's always someone else who's coming for the same thing you're coming for or who's trying to do whatever it is you're doing. And they're probably better. You know what I mean? Like, so, so in my mind, if I sit and think about it like that, to be like, okay, I want to do this. There's tons of people who are doing this. Tons of are way better. How am I going to become the cream of the crop? You know, I know I'm not the greatest at this. It's like, you, you, you know, when you're, when you're working out or when people decide to go work out. So a lot of people, it's because you see yourself and you're like, I don't like what I'm looking at or I don't like how I feel, right? So some people, like I know for me, it's like, man, I don't like this. Like, let me, let me go, let me go get a little bit more meat over here. Let me go do this. Let me go do that. And the confidence I get from that helps me to do other things, right? So if someone comes in like, oh my gosh, do you model? No, I don't. But I'm like going to say yes in the moment because now I'm like, hey. Maybe you're seeing something that I'm not seeing. And it opens up a different avenue. Now my brain is now geared in a different way. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, like I, I, I always love when people are looking at me and they're like, oh, so you're a model now? Is that what we're doing? Like, you're not a model. I'm like, hey, bro, just relax. Me, I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm living, I'm enjoying this. I'm throwing myself into these chaotic positions where I'm just like, this is fun. Like, this is actually enjoyable. And I'm picking certain skills up. Like, who knows? Maybe I'll do this for a little bit and move into a different form of fashion. Maybe I'll do this just for fun and not even pursue it at all. But everything I'm trying to do now, for me, I'm trying to make it add to my arsenal. Like I'm trying to be like, all right, I'm not just going to do this just for, just for wishy-washy shits and giggles. Like I'm really trying to see if, will this expand me? Will this help me grow? Will this help me mature? And... You know, at times it's like, yeah, maybe not. So let me not give it the time that I'm thinking of giving it. Let me not give it the energy that I'm thinking of giving it. Other times I'm like, hell yeah, and it's going to be tough, and it's going to be this. Right, so let's now make this a, a key focus for a little bit. Let's, let's work on this. Let's do that. And yeah, I don't know. I'm finding, I'm finding things to be more interesting and more fun. And I think it's also cool when like you start you see yourself as a brand start to build and people notice that. I think there's nothing more encouraging than someone coming and being like, Was that you? And you're like, Yeah. Oh, really? Man, that's so cool. I'm working on a project and I would really love if I think that's the best kind of networking where you can literally just you can see things happening and someone from afar is just like, That guy, that guy right there. We need that person. We need that girl. She's I don't know what's going on, but I can just see like she's doing some stuff. Let's let's bring this person aboard. Or let's do this, let's do that. And don't be afraid as well to just like uh have confidence in yourself and venture into these these areas because I feel like if you have the vision initially, in terms of regret, there's nothing worse than being like you see an idea that you had ages ago and not being done the way you would have done it. You where you look at someone and you're like, huh, that person's making that much money from that and I had this idea like three, four years ago. Obviously, you didn't do anything to to make that happen, so you can't get mad at that. But you're getting triggered by someone not doing it properly in a way where you're like, man, if I was in that position, man, if I was in that position. So I got to a point where I was like, look, I'm not going to do this regret thing anymore and say like, oh, I could have made that be. Oh, I could have done this. I could have done that. No, I'm just going to do it in the meantime, whether people understand it or not whether whatever, as long as I know where I stand and my goals in this space, 
I'll be moving accordingly. And it's easy to govern myself in that space. How do you navigate between like paid work and like work that touches your soul? Because sometimes those two don't always intersect. Oh, yeah. I think for a couple of months now, a lot of the paid work has not touched my soul at all. Not even scratched the surface. Um, for me, because I know how I am and where I'm at in my brain. Okay. I know. Okay. Regardless of how I feel, there are things that need to be done. So for me to be able to travel and to be able to do certain things, money needs to be made. So I make sure in terms of like the corporate gigs or the business side of things that we're doing, that finances are flowing enough for me to be like, okay, I'm confident there. And some of that funds my passion projects, let me say. Well, like, that's if they pay you on time. You see now, and that's another, that's another thing. Bro. We're literally in the middle of something right now. I literally wake up every day. I ask John, I'm like, yo, yeah, how's uh, yeah, the uh, bank looking? They listen to this podcast. Let's not talk Sunday. about it. But anyways, but like, yeah, so you'll have, you'll have instances where, okay, money's dry. And I've seen a lot of people do this where they, they're so passionate about something, but you know that's not something that can be funded or something that will make a lot of money and whatever. I think there's a point in time where you have to be a little bit realistic and learn what to marry your, your feelings to, your ideals to. So I prioritize in trying to make sure that there's a little bit of a flow of money, right? And I feel more comfortable if I know like, ah, okay, I can take the time out now to go dilly-dally on the side there, paint a little, you know, work on these type of musical projects that people don't even like. But for me personally, yeah, it's fun. Only when I've created that kind of time. It's like... um like, you know, when you're in primary school and your parents, as soon as you get home, do your homework. It's like, okay, eat lunch, do this, but do your homework, right? And then there were times when, like, you came into your own routine. So I would be like, yo, I'm not going to do my homework whilst the sun is up. I'll do my homework after dinner. Because I know in this, you know, this four, five hour, six hour space, I can get it done. Yeah, I might sleep late, but there's other things I can do in the day. And I, it wasn't necessarily a compromise. So I think for each person, it's very different. For me, personally, I definitely, like... Um, I, I love to be energized by my passion projects and stuff like that, but I know I can't really enjoy it if there's something looming over me, like a bill or like, you know, money that I know, man, I need to help my parents out with this or I need to participate more here. It's very hard for me to then be like, oh yeah, let me just, you know, dilly-dally skip in the street and do the fun stuff. So uh, for me, it's definitely a prioritizing thing and I figured out for myself to be like, mm, if I dedicate, you know, 60, 40 here, that 40%, it'll be nice. I can enjoy my time. I can do this. I can do that. But it's, it's, for me, it's about creating those kind of spaces and environments. So like with you and I, the way we work, we plan, let's say, a whole year. And whether there's mishaps or not, we kind of know the big points to be like, okay, regardless of you know, there being a lockdown or there being this, there being that, we know there are things that we can get done. And as long as we get those kind of things done, then we'll feel like a little bit more accomplished and we can, you know, then we can go chill party after party and do other things. Um, so for me, it's a priority thing, learning how to prioritize. How would you say you, you deal with your stuff? I've monetized my passion projects. So, That's a bar. So, yeah, I think I left, I left work that I didn't like and I started doing work that I do like and I make money from it. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's not like that for everybody, but yeah, it was shitty period because figuring out like the entry point mm -hmm. into the industry is quite annoying. Yeah, you're, you're already coming to a situation where there's mad momentum. Mm. But yeah, I think 
if you like develop a skill set that you can apply to things that excite you, mm-hmm. I think you can have a lot of fun. But I think sitting down and figuring that out while not having money come in can be frustrating. Yeah. So, but at the end of the day, you, I think you just need to like quantify what's important to you. If you do like your little hierarchy of needs thing, and That's I think nice. at the top of it, like the the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm-hmm. If you look at the top, it's like self actualization. So yeah, you might not go with like without shelter and like clothing or whatever for a while, but that will springboard you faster to the path to self-actualization. So I think it's different for everybody, but I think that's just how I looked at it and chopped it up in my brain. So, yeah. I I like that. I feel like, you know, even in terms of gems, guys, we stay giving you gems, man. We stay dropping them bars. But, um, you know, if, 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 if at any point you're in doubt, if at any point you feel like, I don't know where to begin, I don't know how to start, there's this really, really cool podcast that I listen to um, that just, you know, they, these guys, they just talk about a lot of various things and somewhere in there, you know, they drop these nuggets of wisdom and goals and stuff like that, that you might be like, Hmm, that is quite interesting. Let me, let me, let me, let me look into that. Let me see this. Let me see that. It's called the things and things podcast. You guys should check it out. Um, the guys are really cool. Super dope. Uh yeah, those are those are my closing thoughts. What are, what are yours? Oh, well, I'm gonna go because I'm looking it up, and the extensive catalog looks really entertaining. You see so. what I'm saying? Like guys, get on it. Um, we love and appreciate you always. Hit us up. I would love to hear. We would love to hear where you guys are at. How you feel about some of these conversations? Give us pointers. I love just the feedback and that process. And yeah, we will catch you on another week next next Thursday. Same next, time. Come next on. Thursday. All right.